0: Hey everybody in Your Color Country, my name is Brittany Ransom.
1: And my name is Brian Joyner.
0: And this is When Killers Get Caught, a podcast devoted to deep dives into the lives and psyches of the killers we love to learn about. Each week, Brian and I find a true crime story that resonated with us. Then I discuss one well-known or lesser-known killer and go deep into their childhood, lives, methodology, and most importantly, how they got caught. And then we get a little spooky and learn something about cryptids or the supernatural or whatever Brian was thinking about this week. (laughs) So our new segment, I'm calling it This Week in True Crime.
1: Ooh, it's got a name.
0: And my story is a little bit, it's older. It's from October of 2019. But I have to explain how I found this. I was on a forum and I saw the picture before I saw the article. Okay. So the picture is of a bird that's red and green and yellow and it's sitting on a bench in a jail cell and there's a piece of bread next to the bird and then the best part about this is there's a little black bar over the bird's eyes protecting its identity
1: is it a jailhouse bird
0: no i'm gonna i'm gonna read this a bird detained given sandwich in jail cell by dutch police after shoplifting arrest
1: oh my god they arrested a bird for shoplifting
0: well, this happened in the Netherlands. Um, I guess the city was Utrecht. Uh, so the owner walked into the establishment with a bird on his shoulder.
1: Mm. Um, he had his pi- he's a pirate. I got it. <laughs> he's a pirate and, and he had his bird steal stuff for him.
0: He no, he got he got arrested for shoplifting mm-hmm. and they detained him and they were like, well, we don't have a cage for the bird. But we do have a jail cell. Okay. (laughs) And then I guess local people heard about it. So they came to see and take pictures. Okay. Of the bird that got arrested.
1: Why'd they they cover his eyes up?
0: That was the best part.
1: I mean, you can tell who the bird is by the colors of its feathers.
0: And they were just like... uh, Now, on the police website... They, like their Instagram page, they had just posted the picture in general, but I think the newspaper was just being funny. Okay. Um, and they were like, as we don't have a bird cage, this bird has no other place to stay than in the cell.
1: Oh my God.
0: Yep. Yeah. says the bird has not been questioned and as far as we know is not guilty of any charges.
1: So the bird's not talking though. Nope. The he bird's po- not talking. He probably pled the fist. <laughs> it's, it's a parrot, right? I'm guessing. Or a macaw. It looks
0: like a, a macaw of some kind. I'll show you.
1: Oh, yeah. Look how
0: little he is on the chair, though. He's so tiny. He's so tiny. Oh, my God. He's a well-behaved bird. He didn't try and fly away or anything. He probably has wings clipped, but... Mm, That's true. I forgot birds that are pets. And the police said that the bird owner agreed to the bird being locked up as well.
1: Well, As long as he stays with me, I mean, that's fine. As long as I can keep my bird with me. Well, they were in separate cells from what Uh, I understand. Never mind. Damn.
0: When the other was released, though, later, I think he was just fined. uh, The bird did accompany him home.
1: That's good. I'm glad he got the bird got to leave.
0: But I was just like, this is the best photo ever.
1: That's like a parent getting arrested with their child.
0: And like they fed the bird, too. They were like, well, we got a sandwich. So here you go, buddy. Oh, my God. But yeah. So when the media reported about it, they covered its eyes with a black bar to conceal its identity.
1: Hmm. That's just, Which
0: I just thought was adorable.
1: That's adorable. That's funny. So I like yeah, that one. Adorable true crime. Yes.
0: And then you told me you picked something awful this week, so here we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, well, mine is not funny. Mine is actually a little bit on the, I guess the the goosebumply, side. Of oh. true crime. Okay. Um. So mine is older than yours. Ooh. Mine goes back to 2017. Okay. We're but they just, they just updated it. Um, Digging into the archives. Yeah. What's today? The 5th? Yes. They updated it, they updated it today. Okay. So I found this one while I was going down Twitter, of course, and I saw this little article. Um. So the source is thoughtcatalog.com. Uh, okay. Um. It's a
0: little blogging platform, I yeah, think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So there's a three hundred twenty-five thousand dollar reward for info for Down to Hill Killer. Okay. Have you heard of this killer? I do not know this killer. Okay. Well, I, I guess the reason why he's called Down to Hill—it's well, a—it's a male. Mm-hmm. Um. The reason why he's called Down to Hill Killer is there. There's video taken of him mm-hmm. by the two victims. Oh. And I guess. The phrase he says in in the in the video is something about down the hill, and that's all they got of it.
0: Wait, so, oh, wait, 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 wait! How did they film him before they got murdered?
1: Okay, so well, these are these are these are teenagers that did this, and they just
0: were filming in general.
1: No, they had. Okay, N- let me give you a rundown of this story. Okay, I'm invested
0: now because this is weird.
1: Yeah, it is weird. And I hate having to scroll past it because every time I have to scroll to the actual story, I have to scroll past his freaking sketch artist drawing that they have of him. And can what? Can I see it?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. That's a pretty good sketch. It really is. That doesn't look nearly as bad as uh, the one from the documentary we saw.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. What the you talking about? Ramirez, yeah.
0: Ramirez's first sketch was oh my god! Atrocious. Okay, okay,
1: anyway, <laughs> don't talk about that. Okay, so Abby Williams and Libby German, uh, they got a ride from Abby's sister, mm-hmm. uh, Libby's sister, my bad, uh, to a local train system and they planned a hike. Uh, okay, so this is happening in um, Delphi, Indiana. Okay, um, so they they Th- this local like tr- uh trail uh, was a trail system. Okay. So they're, they're crossing a like a long bridge to get to like this hiking ground, right? Um and it's called the 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 Monon High Bridge Trail. Um now there's a guy that was like staking out the area. Okay. Looking for someone. He he had plans to oh, find someone okay. that day um to murder. So Basically, they were walking down this trail, and they spot this guy, right? And, you know, they got this creepy feeling from this guy, this uneasy feeling from him. Um, so there's a theory so this behind is this.
0: is kind of like how people would see the clowns and start filming right away? Yeah.
1: So, like, as soon as, like, um, I forget which one it was, she uh, put out her, you know, her phone and started, you know, recording the guy. And, you know, just like... And, mm-mm. Anyway, so in this article it says that there's a U-turn theory, um, about this guy and how like he got to them like from the bridge. So let me read this to you. So a particular upsetting theory about what happened that day is called a U-turn theory, is that the girls encountered the killer while crossing the the mana, banan, man on yeah high bridge, and he did something that creeped them out. So the far end of the bridge is a dead end, right? The trail simply ends at the end of the of the bridge and the surrounding woods are partitioned off. Because of this, there are many platforms on the high bridge that allow people to pass each other. So I guess you there are like stairs or something you can go under uh-huh. and then walk another trail underneath of that. Okay. So does that make sense? Like, if someone's on top, you can go down below and then walk that one. Just so you don't have to walk behind someone slow.
0: Yeah, I understand that, but I also don't understand why you would build a bridge to places you aren't allowed to go to.
1: Well, it's a it's a trail, so you can go there. That's why they made it like that.
0: You can't go into the woods though. You can go. It's going to the trail. It says the yeah, trail but, ends, and then you have to go, uh, like back down end. the steps and go backwards.
1: I think it's yeah, like the bridge is like yeah. the, the trail. That's the trail. That's part of the trail. I think that's the end of the trail, I'm guessing. Um, so the theory is that when the girls were crossing the bridge, the man did a U-turn and followed them to the dead end side of the high bridge. Now, if this theory is true, that's why people believe... Oh, this is uh, Libby. She started recording this guy. So as I guess as soon as... She saw him like do this. She pulled out her phone and was like, "Okay, this guy is creepy." Um, Yeah, because
0: he was doing exactly what she thought he was doing. Yeah, following her.
1: And I guess they just they either like release they just released like more info and video about this guy. Mm -hmm. Um, And do
0: they ever find him?
1: So there's video of him, but they have not found him yet. As of today. Um, he's still... So he's a... Like, he, apparently he's a local to this place. What did he do?
0: <clears throat> like, to them?
1: I. It doesn't say in the article, but it does say that they were murdered by this man. Interesting. Yeah. Um, now there's a little, like, a short... Uh, there's a short clip. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I <have to> scroll... <laughs> it's a scroll. That's... Now, there's a short clip, like a very, like a couple second clip of this guy just walking down the street. I don't know if my phone's going to be able to do this, but um, anyways, it's audio and video of just this guy. He's just walking by him. he has his hands in his pocket, his head's like slightly down, um, and... It, that's all you hear is down the hill.
2: Hmm.
1: And it's like, that's all it is. And that's all she could, I guess that's all she could record. I don't, I don't know if the mic picked it up, but. um. So yeah, they are offering a $325,000 reward for this man. Um, and they're, you know, they're in, in hopes of this amount of money, you know, being enough for someone to either turn in like their boyfriend or family member because you know, of, of these unfortunate times, no one has, if people are losing jobs and you know, stuff like that or in hard times. So, um, is it like when I was reading this, I just got chills. I from, gotta
0: be honest. This bridge, it looks terrible. Like, right. Oh, it says they were abducted and murdered. There you go. And that they thought that he was giving them a command to oh, walk down, down the, hill. the hill.
1: Yeah, there you go. Oh, it doesn't say all <laughs> stupid thing. Well, um,
0: well, and apparently that's the only clip they released, but there's a lot longer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I see the little. There's a him with his head down. That yeah, he talking about.
1: Now there is like I guess some man he made a I guess a 3D animation reenactment of what may have happened Mm. i tried to watch some of it but i was running late so i could not get through the whole thing oh goodness well um police say if anybody has any information about this crime they are encouraged to contact law enforcement by emailing abby and libby tip at i don't know how to say that but c-a-c-o shrf dot um or by calling 844-459-5786 um please ask uh, that you provide as much information as you possibly can
0: wow apparently there is a whole documentary about this really yeah it's a like it's an hour or so long on youtube it also gives the tip line number it apparently is from dark reality on youtube it says down the hill the delphi murders
1: we got to watch this because i i you just want to watch this i just heard about this because it's i mean it just sounds really like the reason why i picked it is because it sounds really interesting and
0: so i have now opened it into my youtube app oh. so therefore i will be able to find it later
1: okay good see there you go i got something to watch later oh goodness yeah oh
0: goodness it was posted only three weeks ago hey. <laughs> so apparently uh, it looks like it must have been on someone like copied it off of tv maybe uh, okay. it might have been something that they talked about locally
1: but yeah i oh. was
0: going i was going to youtube to see if i could hear the audio
1: it's just like the clip just says something about down the hill down the hill down the hill <laughs> hmm. But yeah um that's my like, and and I also picked it because it, it just freaked me out. So, well,
0: yeah, the bridge is. Oh wow, the picture of the guy. Yeah, and they have like they called the uh, other people. I guess there's other like true crime people who've talked about this on YouTube. There's even a Down the Hill podcast. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, they refer to them as Snapchat murders. So I guess she was taken. They were taking Snapchat pictures. Ah. And posting them, so somebody probably also saved this because she probably Snapchatted the video and sent it to her friends, yeah, or posted it
1: oh, on, her, on her story, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And somebody else probably saved it because I don't know if anybody doesn't know this, but Snapchat saves all your stuff. It really does. I periodically have to go through there and delete everything, and I'm like, I didn't ask for you to save all of my <laughs> outtakes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh goodness. Well, um, it it was tragic, but very interesting. Mm -hmm. I would like to know more about it.
1: Absolutely. When Killers Get Caught is sponsored by the Magic Class Boutique. Now, why does that name sound so familiar? Well, it's because it's a business ran by our very own Brittany. That's right, the Magic Class Boutique is not only a black owned business, it's a woman owned as well. This is a jewelry company that makes some pretty awesome earrings, ranging from cute little sushis to spooky mermaid skeletons. There are even adorable self defense keychains for those just in case moments. And introducing the serial collection. This set of earrings is based off of serial killers and the official merch for the podcast this collection features everything a serial killer would need to pull off their crimes from hunting knives at the beginning of their crimes to warning keys for when they eventually get caught check out themagicclasp.com today where you can use our promo code caught to receive 15 percent off of your online order that's t-h-e m a g i c c l a s p dot com and use promo code cult for fifteen percent off and make sure you tell Brittany that I sent you but um what do you have to talk about this week ma'am
0: okay, so in my quest to not just discuss American serial killers. I turned my attention to the beast of the Ukraine, Anatoly Yuratovich Onoprienko. Mm. And there's a lot of names that I have practiced to try and say today. Um, He is also known as Citizen O. And he was also referred to as the Terminator. Oh, Um, He terrorized Ukraine from 1989 to 1996. But honestly really only 1996
2: hmm.
0: when I go through the the volume of people he killed in such a very short time it's wild like I knew that he like he he has the same number of kills as a uh, Chicatello hmm. from Russia 52 um, and that's disputed as a number potentially being too low because there is a gap from 1989 to 1995. Okay, yeah. Um, like I said, he's only matched by the Rostov Ripper, Andrei Chicatello, who I do intend to discuss at another time, so I won't go into what he did. Oh, awesome. Um, like every week, we start off at the beginning. Uh, Anatoly Anaprienko was born July 25th, 1959, in the village of Lasky, in Zhitomir Oblast the Ukrainian SSR Soviet Union. So this was when Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union. Mm. In all of the sources I looked through, his mother's name is never mentioned. Just that she had two sons, Valentin, who was 13 years older than Anatoly, and she died when when Anatoly was four years old. His father, Yuri Onoprenko, was a decorated World War II veteran who didn't know what to do with a small son and handed Anatoly off to his family, he was first raised by an aunt, then his grandparents, and then he was turned over to an orphanage when he was seven years old. While the family kept his older brother. But really they didn't keep him. His older brother was twenty by okay. that point.
1: So he didn't have to go into an orphanage.
0: Right. So he didn't have to go to an orphanage because he was old enough to take care of him himself at that point.
1: Um Why are you just leave him with the brother.
0: He grew up very resentful of this. Uh, he actually said that this decision from his family kind of foretold his future, as he believed that 70% of all children raised in orphanages ended up in prison. Well, I cannot substantiate that claim because we don't really have
1: yeah.
0: orphanages anymore. Right. I do, though, that in the United States, 90% of children in foster care are involved in the juvenile justice system by the age of 17, and 50% of those kids experience an arrest, conviction, or have to stay in a correctional facility before their 18th birthday. Oh, wow. Um, in, in America, it's called the foster care to prison pipeline. So he honestly might not have been wrong mm-hmm. that being abandoned by your family is a defining moment in your life. Um, now, of course, it can't be the only thing that turns someone bad. Because right, right. Since, you know, you and I know, I, too, was abandoned by my family and passed off to other people. First grandparents, then an aunt and uncle. Mm-hmm. So it's not the only thing that can make you do that. But I definitely understand the concept of being very angry with your biological parents. Right. <laughs> um, there's a huge gap in his history. And I was looking everywhere. Books, news articles, everything like you don't hear anything else about this guy until he's in his thirties on this. There's virtually no recounting of the time that he was in the orphanage. And it's really interesting because this is a problem I run into frequently when I am researching killers from abroad. American media is very obsessed with finding out every minute detail about a killer from our country. Of course. Um, I find that international media reports heavily on the crime of the killer less about what makes them tick. And it seems perhaps maybe we have so many of these crimes in American history that we've kind of devolved into trying to make sense of their childhoods and hopes this information gives us more insight into to who they became.
1: Yeah. It's
0: kind of what this podcast is. This is true. You know, us discussing the events of these people's lives to determine, like to, to see like <sighs> Did enough weird things happen to justify this?
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess um, overseas they just, they're just like, okay, you did something bad. We're going to focus on the bad thing you did. We don't care about yeah. your past.
0: Occasionally some really big killers like uh, Ian Brady and Myra Hinckley, mm-hmm. their their crimes were just so massive to the people of the UK. Right, they were right. Like, we want to know everything about these people. But I, same thing happened when I was, uh, you know, researching Yong Yong Shul from South Korea. They briefly mentioned that he hated rich people because he grew up horribly poor. And then they were like,
1: Well, they have to have a motive.
0: And on to when he started killing yeah. everybody. I mean,
1: yeah. <laughs> of course, they go to the motive and then, you know, then. They...
0: And that's it. But uh, what I was able to find was that Anatoly did attempt to go to college where he studied forestry still not entirely sure what that forestry it, literally it says forestry was he trying um, to be a park ranger i, I wonder wondering if that's some sort of ecology based career who knows hmm. um when that didn't work out he was a sailor for a couple years and that didn't work out because each of those times he was doing stints in psychiatric facilities oh um and when he began killing at 30 years old he'd actually been released from an outpatient program from a psychiatric hospital in kiev Um, He frequently spoke about having what he called mental seizures, where he felt he was like mentally spasming. He thought he was being spied on. Um, He heard voices since he was seven years old. Um, Obviously, today, we might assume that that person had some level of paranoid schizophrenia. But, well, I'll get into the fact that they didn't want to look into that when he was on trial.
1: Oh. Okay. Um,
0: but Anatoli pretty much lived off the radar, and he lived a pretty normal life until 1989. Uh, he met a guy named uh, Serhiy Rogozin, whom he met at a gym where they both worked out. And this this first murder it wasn't intended to be anything other than a robbery. They chose a home that looked reasonably wealthy in Brakovichy with the intent of just stealing all the family's valuables mm-hmm. while they were skulking about the house. The owners woke up and kind of faced with the option of either running away or killing them. They shot both of the homeowners.
1: So or kill.
0: And then they realized the homeowners were parents to eight children. Uh, they just woke up.
1: Oh no. So
0: they shot all of them too. Oh my God. So his first murder was a complete family annihilation. Ah, oh, I hate you guy. Yep. Um Anatoly was actually kind of upset with Rokazin about the massacre and he cut ties with him a few months later.
1: Oh you don't say you, you're upset because your thing didn't you go through. He was like,
0: like, listen, we were only supposed to rob people. We've been robbing people and having a good time, and then the murder happened.
1: And then you just you just had to fuck everything up with the murder. Why'd you have to do that, buddy?
0: Well, I don't know if maybe he just had a...
1: An impulse? If
0: this opened something up with inside of himself. Because he still didn't have a job. And he needed to make, you know, money to make ends meet. Right. So he decided to continue on with the robbery.
1: Slash murdering?
0: Mm, Well, yeah. Because he walked up to a car with the intent to steal the items in the vehicle. The car had five people sleeping inside of it. He shot them all and burned the people's bodies.
1: What the fuck?
0: When he was asked about this during the interrogation, um, he told the police, I was a completely different person then. Had I known there had been five people, I would have left. He told the cops actually he got no pleasure from killing
1: people. So... Uh-
0: now, here's an interesting quote. He says, corpses are ugly. They stink and send out bad vibes. After I killed the family in the car, I sat in the car with their bodies for two hours, not knowing what to do with them. The small was unbearable. And I find that quote really interesting because... I wonder what he was actually smelling outside of maybe blood from having shot them. There isn't much of anything he should be smelling. No, because
1: they hadn't started decomposing at that time. No,
0: they don't. They don't begin. It's not rapid decomp after only an hour or two. No. Like uh, one of my uncles converted to Islam in like the 70s, 80s. And so when he passed away, he was still Muslim. Mm -hmm. And uh, in their religion, they don't do embalming at all. They bathe the person, cover them in oils, wrap them up in cloth. The custom is, I believe, that they're supposed to bury the bottle as soon as possible. But it was about two days before my uncle was buried. And I got to see him. No smell, no nothing. Mm -hmm. So even within the first couple days, you're usually pretty good. And this was the summertime. So I just wonder if in his brain, he was thinking this about these bodies.
1: He was making himself smell this stuff.
0: Yeah. And I got to wonder where that's coming from.
1: He uh, its probably just he projected it from, like... Some sort of... From something. Like, a a thought of what bodies would smell like or something like that. Oh,
0: I understand the idea that, like, people you just killed are giving you bad vibes. Mm -hmm. That's you being afraid of their ghosts. Yeah. But but saying they smell, I'm like, that's so interesting. Because none of his victims, he... Held on to. He was not that kind of person. He was not that kind of killer. Okay, cool,
1: good. That Um, story today.
0: I know. After this second set of murders, uh, Anatoly kind of kept to himself. He moved in with one of his cousins, and he didn't really do anything wrong. Um, Like I said, uh, he did do that three month stint in a medical, a mental health facility in Kiev. That's the capital. And he was released on his own accord, deemed sane and functioning. If only they knew what he was about to do.
1: Oh, no. He wasn't seeing it functioning at all.
0: So this starts in December 24th, nineteen eighty five, and goes until March of 1996. Okay. Over a three-month period, he easily murders well over 40 people.
1: Oh. Wait. wait. How, what? Over 40. In, in how much? Three months. Oh. Oh, no.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to talk about right now. Starts December 24th, 1995. He's in the small village of Grimarnia, located in central Ukraine. He breaks into the Zachenko home, murders both parents and their two sons using a sawed off double barrel shotgun.
1: He's just going after families, God.
0: He steals their wedding rings, golden necklaces, earrings, a bunch of clothing. Then he sets the house on fire. Um, when he was asked about this crime in particular, because it's kind of the one that started him up again, mm-hmm. um, he told the police, I just shot them. It's not that it gave me pleasure, but I felt this urge. From then on, it was almost like some game from outer space. Yeah.
1: We you know what outer space games are like?
0: <laughs> um, he had a formula at this point for his killing. He'd choose an isolated home where the neighbors were pretty far away. He was going to break in and take their valuables, murder the entire family, including any witnesses who happened to come nearby. He was not subtle at all. He would use his shotgun to literally shoot the hinges off of doors. Gun down the adults at point bank range with a shotgun. Sometimes he sexually assaulted the women. Uh, and other times he would um, beat the children to death with household items. Uh, um,
1: I hate him. So So wait, he murders didn't bring him joy, right?
0: He said it does not bring him joy. Then
1: why the fuck are you doing it?
0: Well, I shall
1: see well i mean and, and also like if you're trying to just rob these people why are you just why aren't you being stealthy you're supposed to you're a burglar burglar is stealthy okay you're robbing people be stealthy
0: see i i disagree with what he said i i think unlike our power and control killers who are getting off on people being in terror or things of like that mm-hmm. those are the normal serial killers we talk about i think he falls into the the, the concept of someone who just is he likes it because he can get away with it he likes it because he can do it. That's that's my assessment of this. But I'll continue on and you can give your, your idea okay. once you hear more about what he did. Okay, okay. Um, was that after he took their valuables, he'd light the house on fire to destroy the evidence. After the Zuchenko family, a couple days later, he shoots and kills another family in the Vive region. After he set that house on fire, he saw a man walking down the street and was like, you're too close. Shoots him too. Listen, a month later, January 6, 1996, he kills three people in three different shootings. Now, in, I, lots of different sources say he killed four people this day, but they don't know the fourth person's identity. Some people say three. I'm sticking with three. So he stops his car on the, Ber- okay, it's berdansk Proskia motorway. Ooh. Whew. He pretended he was having car trouble, and when anyone stopped to help him, he shot him. His unlucky victims that day were Kasai, a naval officer, Savitsky, a taxi driver, and Kokergina, a cook.
1: But but killing didn't bring him joy, right? He Listen, j- he just that's killed, what he told them. He, he, he just killed out of killing, right? Okay, he killed for the, the hell of it.
0: Two weeks later, January 17th, 1996, he drove to Bratkovici and broke into the home of the Palat family. He shot five people, including a six-year-old boy set the house on fire, and he also killed two neighbors who were witnesses, a 27-year-old named Konzela and a 56-year-old named Zakorko. Then two weeks later, January 30th, 1985, he goes to the city of Vestova and uh, Kiviskaya Oblast region, and he kills another family, this time a 28-year-old nurse and her two sons, as well as a man who was just visiting them. I'm guessing that was probably a boyfriend, but they just say, like, a man visiting the home
1: Mm -hmm.
0: how many weeks do you think about two more weeks
1: oh come on is he he like is he he's he's playing. i guess
0: i i think i'm thinking with especially the ones who have the urges to kill Mm -hmm. they hold off usually for as long as they can
1: so, his is two weeks.
0: It seems like that's his, his timeline.
1: That's his pay two to period. Three weeks,
0: two to three weeks, and he has to do it again.
1: So, that's his pay period. He's, mm. he's getting paid on that, that day. He... Paid
0: men, blood. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, it's February 19th, 1996. He breaks to the home of the Dubchak family in Olivesk, uh, which is Sitimir Oblast, which is actually where he lived, which... Bad choices. Um, he shot the father and the son, then beat the mother and the daughter to death with a hammer. And he drove to Molina and leave a blast where he attacked the Botnerchuk family on February 27th. He shot the husband and the wife, killed the seven and eight year old daughters with an axe, then shot their neighbor who came to help him, help them. And also, for good measure, continued to axe that man. Oh. Just, just for funsies, apparently.
1: Uh, so, I mean... So, all these weeks, he should be, like, he should, he should have, he robs these people too, right? Yes. Okay, so he should have, like, enough.
0: He has so much stuff. Wait till you find out how much stuff he actually had.
1: So, was he a, a... They
0: detailed it all, and he kept it all. He sold none of it.
1: He's a murdering hoarder. I guess so. He's a hoarding murderer. Got it. Okay.
0: So, March 22nd, 1996, he traveled to Busk. Which is outside of Brato Covici. Mm. And he killed the Nova Dosad family, burned their house down, four more victims. Now, if you believe Anatoly, he says this was the last murder he committed, putting him at 43 kills in six months. An unheard of amount of murder for any part of Europe during this time. With with like Thirty, some of them being in a three-month period, right? And the first couple ones being a couple months before that.
1: What okay, question for you? I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. you. Sure. Um, would he be considered like a serial killer slash like kind of spree-ish killer?
0: See, I I have thoughts about that too, because he did different things. That that day when he was shooting people on the highway, mm. that's that's a Spree, well, spree killing is you go from place to place. Same place would be considered a mass murder. Yeah, I guess. But it was a, technically a different time. So I feel like that was a spree killing situation. Okay. Um, yeah. He was doing different things that he was also doing in different places. Most serial killers do not travel extensively. They kill within their same thing. That's why the ones that do travel, mm-hmm. like the Israel Keys and the Ted Bundys. As
1: soon as, they, as, soon as you say that, stupid name popped in my head.
0: I know, I know. We're not a fan. But why, why those kinds of ones stick out so much and people are like, oh, this is so scary. Mm-hmm. Because they did travel like cross-country wide. But generally with serial killers, like you have your uh, Ramirez, same area. Yeah. Same like 45 minute region. He just bopped from neighborhood to neighborhood. He
1: stayed in the state.
0: He stayed in California.
1: Well, sort of. Then he went he to... would
0: travel to Arizona to visit his family, yeah. but yeah. he never murdered there.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So that's the norm. So you have somebody here and like, obviously Ukraine is not nearly as big as say America, but it's definitely not a very small country. Mm. And so he was killing in central and Western Ukraine. So And he was taking, like, day trips to go murder these people. So I think that's another... I don't know if that was him trying to do another forensic countermeasure because he definitely burned the houses down as a forensic countermeasure.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, during this three-month murder spree, the papers begin referring to him as the Terminator because he was killing everybody in his path. Um, the police knew they were in the midst of an out-of-control... Serial killer, like they were fully aware of it. So, at, after like the three month period, they're like, "All right, we got to do something about this." Mm. They launched this massive countrywide manhunt. Two thousand police officers and over three thousand troops patrolling the regions where all of the crimes had happened. Damn. So they're s- super spread out, right? Now, the police actually did find a man. His name was Yuri Mazzola and they brought him in for questioning. And they were convinced that Yuri Mazzola was their guy. Over a three-day period, he was burned, oh. beaten, given electrical shocks. And they demanded he confess to the murders. Yuri refused to confess because it wasn't true. And he did die at the end of this. The torture? three days of torture, yes. God. Those responsible for this man's death were six members of the Ukrainian secret service and a representative from the public prosecutor's office. All of them were convicted and sentenced to relatively short prison terms for their part in his death. I say that because at this time in Ukrainian history, the maximum sentence for any crime was either two options, 15 years Mm -hmm. or death. (laughs) That was it. Either you were in prison for 15 years and they let you out, bing, bang, you're rehabilitated, or
1: we can't rehabilitate you and you're dead. So these guys got there 15 years. They and... got
0: there 15 years and then they got to boom.
1: Uh, I think, whatever. I mean, it's, it, whatever.
0: It's... <laughs> well, Anatoly, he was tired from all this murder. I of believe. course, of course. So he asked his cousin, Piotr um, Onoprenko, if he could stay at his house for a little while. Piotr was okay with this until he he went into Anatoly's room. And I guess he like checked the closet and there was a stockpile of guns and other weapons. And it freaked him out because he had a wife and and children in his house. Right. So when Piotr questioned Anatoly about the weapons, Anatoly became enraged and threatened his cousin and his family.
1: Boy, I'll get you arrested right now.
0: Well, so Piotr was like, you got to go. You can't stay here. I don't care. He was like, yeah. not after that craziness. Uh-uh. So Anatoly called his girlfriend, Anna, and was like, can I come stay with you? My cousin kicked me out. And she's like, sure, whatever. She has two children as well. <clears throat> so even though Anatoly had moved out, Piotr was still kind of freaked out. So he called the police. Yeah. And this is quite possibly one of my favorite details about this case: is that it wasn't the national manhunt, it wasn't profilers or expert police officers and psychiatrists. The reason Anatoly, Anatoly Omprienko was arrested was because of a worried dad.
1: Look, let me tell you. Let me just let me just throw this out there in in the in the airwaves, okay? If my, any of my family members like listen to this podcast, <laughs> um, if I have you over to my house. And you have guns and you put them in a the closet and right, you're just, just there and, for and, a child and, and, to walk and across and, just, and pick it closet. up. I'm going to I'm going to come to you as a man or a woman um, <laughs> and I ask you about them. And if your answer is not what I like, you're getting the fuck out. And if you threaten me, you as your ass is going to jail, I'm calling the cops. I don't care. Well,
0: it, you know, as I was sitting here reading about this, I was like, that, that's, it's amazing to me. And I, it reminds me, and I hope it reminds everyone who's listening, that regular people can have a massive impact on things. Like, please don't be a bystander. Don't jump into things and get yourself murdered, too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if your cousin's weirding you out and he's got a stockpile of illegal weapons, you should call the police. You might save a lot of lives. Exactly.
1: I'm just saying y'all getting thrown out on the street. Sorry. Going to oh, jail.
0: absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that's like, I've seen situations where like people like found out that like an uncle or a cousin, like sexually assaulted a child. I was like, listen, first thing that's going to happen is I'm going to hit you with a bat mm-hmm. a couple times in the stomach and then I'm going to kick you out. Like you don't get to stay in my house. Oh, well he doesn't have anywhere to go. I don't care. Yeah. No. He, he going to stay at the police precinct. He ain't bailing you out. <laughs> You better never do nothing to hurt nobody well, in my got, house.
1: You got three meals in the cot there. You're good there go. You good to
0: go. Three hots in a cot. They're like, oh, we're like, that's that's crazy to me. I see cases all the time where people like bail out people who did horrible things to them. And I'm like, what is wrong with you?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Let them stay. This is what like we keep people in who shouldn't be in. And then people who should be who who should be in there get out. And I'll never understand. But regardless, we're going to talk about, we're going to flip this. And we're actually going to talk about this case from the police perspective at this point. Okay. Um, The police were stressed out. Still had no idea who was murdering families all across Central and Western Ukraine. Um, The last time they had done a big to-do, it uh, hadn't gone so well. Um, Usually nobody worked on Sundays. And they definitely didn't work on Easter Sunday. But as fate would have it, investigator Igor Cuny and his boss, Sergei Krikov were both at work preparing for a long night because it was Easter weekend. And, uh, as it, it happens here in the States too. After spending an extensive time with your family afterward, people like to drink a lot Mm -hmm. and then they get in trouble. So the police were preparing (laughs) for that. Um, Neither of them were prepared for the phone call they were about to receive. And the worst part about this is that they would not receive any credit for their work here for quite some time until books were released 30, like, you know, 20, 30 years later. that's terrible. It is. But we know about them now. So it's noon, April 7th, 1996, Easter Sunday. Officer Cuny gets a call from Piotr saying he stumbled across his cousin's weapon, cache, and told him to hit the rope. Pyotr tells him that Anatoly had threatened him and his family and told him, watch out, I'm coming for you on Easter. I paraphrase, but that's pretty much what he mm-hmm. said. So Piotr was like, I need you to go to him and make sure he doesn't murder me and my family with all them guns. Right. Um, he also told the investigator that Anatoly had just moved in with a woman and her two children in the town of Murskaya. This intrigued the officer because there had been reports of a suspicious man in Zertomarskaya, as well as a stolen 12-gauge shotgun and a Russian TOS-34 hunting rifle had been stolen in that area all at the same time.
1: Oh. Huh.
0: Officer Cuny admitted in interviews later on that it was a long shot. He says, but we've got an armed guy in Zertomarskaya. And a weapon missing. We don't have too many people from Zitam even come here. If I had gotten the tip that morning, I might have never considered it. But as it was, I had to think about it. Mm. Um, Officer Cuny, though, is a little out of his element. So he calls his superiors in the Lviv police headquarters. um, And the police chief there tells him, get a task force together, search the apartment. Takes about 60 minutes to mobilize roughly 20 street cops and detectives. Remember, it's Easter. People were at church Mm -hmm. and the group decides to go in a bunch of unmarked cars. They wanted to be cautious because they knew that he shared the apartment with a woman and two kids. They had no idea if those children were going to be there. Um, They first started off by blocking the exits to the apartment building with their cars, setting up guards at the second and fourth stairwell so that if he ran, they'd be able to catch him going up or down. Then the bulk of the investigators surrounded the building just in case by some craziness, he jumped out of a window or something. <laughs> then CUNY, Krikov and a third officer named Vladimir Kinsalo approached the door. They had no idea if Anna and the kids were home. So they were definitely worried about a potential hostage situation. Luckily for the police, Anna had taken the kids to church and Anatoly was waiting for them. They were actually expected to be back around like one or one thirty.
1: Uh huh. Okay.
0: So, when uh, Krikov rang the doorbell, Anatoly assumed it was Anna and opened the door immediately. Huh. Where he was handcuffed before he had time to do anything else.
1: You just you just shook at that. He was just he opened the door like, he hey. Was just uh, like, dang it. Hi, honey. Oh, you're not, honey. Bye.
0: So, as Krikov is looking around the main living room, he notices this high-end stereo system. And he remembered that the the Nova Saad family had reported a missing stereo system in the recent Busk murder on March 22nd, 1996. I have a lot of direct quotes as we come through here. He says, I had a list that I always carried around of certain items that had been reported missing their makes and serial numbers. So he has the serial number of the missing high end.
1: Audio system. So I'm guessing it matches.
0: Oh, you bet it did. (laughs) Which means that this guy was definitely at the murder on March 22nd, 1996. That changes everything. They ask for his ID and he tells them it's in the closet. And he walks over with them to the closet. As the investigator opens the door, Anatoly tries to grab a pistol that he has in the closet. He is unsuccessful. Of course. So that pistol was stolen from a murder scene in Odessa. And at this point, they're like, okay, this is a really big deal. So some of the police escort Anatoly to the police station and others stay to go through the apartment. Just a ballpark figure, knowing that he went to at least like 10 different houses and murdered like people at every one of them. Mm. How many things do you think they found?
1: Like Things.
0: Things. In his apartment with this woman. I
1: don't know, like 200?
0: You were actually a little high. 122 items from unsolved murders. Oh. Um, While they were finishing the search, Anna came home from church, and she's like, why are there all these cops around my house? (laughs) Um, She walks up. She asks the police officers, like, hey, what's going on? They direct her to Krikov, and um, he says to her, do you remember those killings in Bracovici? And Anna's immediately realizes what's going on and just breaks down.
1: You kill all those people.
0: She was like, you killed, he, he killed the family there. Back at the precinct, <clears> they're <throat> trying to get a confession. They hit a mountain of evidence now at this point. Like, you know, they're talking back and forth to each other, yeah. radio, phones. Um, but a confession would tidy things up and make the, make things go a little faster.
1: If you know what will go faster if if he had like a, I don't know, like a multicolored like macaw or parrot there <laughs> that would that like, helped him rob things? That helped him, and that it would rat him out.
0: Oh, oh it would well. be his
1: his um stool pigeon.
0: <laughs> you and your lack of you can't not do a pun.
1: You know what I mean.
0: But so here's the best part about this, right? So I'm gonna I have to explain this to you once I tell you because it, it doesn't have wait to it until I explain it but once he's in prison Anatoly says he's not going to speak at all he smiles and tells a police officer I'll speak to a general but not to you Mm -hmm. so when I say a general I don't mean the United States Army what he was requesting was absolutely ridiculous so in Europe they have a lot of interior ministries and the Interior Ministry General, they're all people who were appointed by the president. And so you have like the Interior Minister, Minister General of National Security, the General of the Justice Department. So this would be like, say, the Golden State Killer getting arrested and going, I'm not going to talk to you unless you let me talk to the Secretary of State. Oh. <laughs> it's completely ridiculous. But this was such a national story that they actually made the request and hope that someone would come to talk to him. Oh my
1: God, did did someone come talk to him?
0: You'll you'll see. In the meantime, they bring in one of their big dog investigators. His name was Bogdan Tislya, and he actually hadn't been involved in the arrest or search because he had been home with his family. Um, but he got Easter. a call. Yep, he got a call at nine p.m. that night from Krikov, who was at this point kind of out of his depth because it's been hours and Anatoly will not talk to anyone. Mm. Like they put in the request to to have a general come, but like. Who knows how long that's going to take. Um, Tislaya was considered to be one of the best interrogators in the area because he was known to be particularly charismatic and able to always keep his calm with suspects. So while they were waiting for uh, Tislaya, Anatoly waives his right to counsel, says he's going to keep quiet. Um, this actually kind of worried Teslaia because it's very easy for something to go wrong at this point in the investigation. They are worried if they left him alone or put him in a cell, he might hang himself. They'd never be able to close the case. Mm-hmm. So, at 10pm he arrives, sits across from Anatoly while they wait for an interior ministry general to arrive. Tislaia was going to try and see if he could get Anatoly to talk to him at all. And he was. He was silent whenever he was questioned about the murders.
1: But he, he had a conversation with him.
0: Well, Teslaia started asking him about his life. So that's what they talked about. They talked about where he was born, where um, that his mother had died. He talked at length about how much anger he still had towards his father for giving him away. He felt his dad could have taken care of him because he'd taken care of the older brother. Mm-hmm. Then Teslaia asked the perfect question. Do you ever feel resentment toward families? And it kind of caught Anatoly off guard for a moment. And he immediately clammed up and said, that's it. I'm only going to speak to a general. This ah. so lie, I think, hit on the entire crux of this whole reason why he was a family annihilator. He
1: attacked. Yeah. He only attacked families. That makes sense. I did mention earlier. Yeah, you like, did.
0: He... You were right on the money. I was like, oh, he's
1: coming out to some family. That's kind of weird. It Uh, is
0: because that's the thing that he hated the most. Mm -hmm. The fact that people were families. Tisla knew that he'd found an inn. So he was just like, listen, your general's on the way. Like, I'll get you 10 generals if you want. But how am I going to look if I bring them in here and you have nothing to tell them? Maybe there is nothing to tell. How am I going to look? And so Anatoly smiled at him and said, don't worry. There's definitely something to tell. Oh, Okay. At that point, it's a little (coughs) after 11 p.m., Tislyak goes out into the hallway, and there is General, uh, his name is Romanuk. The two have a brief chat, and they walk back into the interrogation room, and Anatoly spills all the beans. He leaves nothing out, goes into in-depth detail about everything he has done since 1989. Look at we that. want to make jokes about birds. He was singing like a canary <laughs> through everybody under the bus who was involved with the murder at all.
1: Oh, there you go.
0: First thing he admits to is a stolen <clears> shotgun, <throat> using it on the most recent murders in March. Then he start, he's like, oh, yeah, but, you know, I started in 1989 with my friend, Sergei Rogozin. Oh. Totally out, Sergei.
1: Thanks for name dropping.
0: S- yep. Explains how two of them met in the gym where they worked out and they were robbing houses to support their lack of income. He unloads the entire saga that I just told you about. All of them 53 murders. And he also tells them that he realized after January, the January 30th murders, he was obsessed with killing. Mm. He discussed how during the February 19th attack on the Dubchek family, After he had killed the father and the son, remember he had shot both of them Mm -hmm. and he killed the mom and he hit her with a hammer. He walked into the daughter's room and listen, I don't know who this little girl is. I don't even know how old she was, but I was like, "Mm, you go little girl. She had seen this man kill her parents, but she was like, I don't care. I'm not afraid of you. He demanded, he was like, tell me where they keep the money. And she was like, no. <laughs> and then he murdered her. He nope. did hit her with a hammer until she died. But I was like, I like that she was defiant until the very end. Of course. She that's, was like, fuck
1: you, dude. That's how we all hope to be.
0: Nah, I know me. If if I'm not if if I have to only defend myself, I got no fire for it. If I have to defend you or other people that I care about, that's where my passion is. I'ma fight for other people. Can't fight for myself. Listen.
1: I am stubborn to a T. <laughs> You're
0: gonna like, I don't care. I don't mm.
1: care. Oh I was saying
0: like I am not saying I would tell people where <clears throat> the valuables are. I would just probably be just sitting there crying.
1: I, I would not.
0: I'd just be crying.
1: I'd definitely be stubborn, too stubborn to fucking cry. I just like you ain't getting no tear from You're me. You're
0: like, good luck finding all the safes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I talk shit to the very end.
0: Um he told them that his final murder had definitely been on March 22nd. He's like, and this, this is another, this is a weird quote, but I'm going to read it because it's just, he says such weird things. He says, I'm not a maniac. If I were, I would have thrown myself onto you and killed you right here. No, it's not that simple. I have been taken over by a higher force, something telepathic or cosmic, which drove me. I'm like a rabbit in a laboratory, a part of an experiment to prove that man is capable of murdering and learning to live with his crimes, to show that I can cope, that I can stand anything, forget everything.
1: No. Shut up.
0: (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) They questioned him from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. The majority of the time was just them frantically writing down details they didn't even really discuss a motive though several times he kept telling them that he wanted to be studied as a phenomenon of nature oh
1: my god come on you're not that no shut up
0: (laughs) um so the next day he was moved to leave uh and to began a five-day series of interviews with him um he has been quoted as calling anatoly the most perplexing person i've ever interviewed (laughs) Uh, Anatoly made a lot of weird claims. Claims he liked killing. Claims he felt called by God to do it. Claims he was a superior human species. Um, claims he had hypnotic power and can control and speak to animals via telepathy. Claims he could stop his heart with his justice mind. Um, when Tislai asked for a demonstration of his hypnotic powers, Anatoly told him it only worked on weak people and that the investigator was not a weak person.
1: I mean, this is True.
0: True. Um, he did talk about his time at the Kiev Hospital for Schizophrenia, um, a detail that Teslaya was not allowed to pursue. They said he was not allowed to. Um, Why? Which it, well, it was also weird because right after the arrest, <clears throat> the Kiev interior minister, Alexander uh, Tavaschenko, Tevez- stated that the killer had been released from a hospital and was an outpatient. So it wasn't like people didn't know.
1: Yeah. And like with him, all his, all these claims he's making were like a higher power telling me this and like, blah, 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 I should be studied and stuff like that. Like
0: it does have some of the same elements of, of Herman Herbert Mullen last week.
1: Yeah. Like obviously that's, that should he be part definitely of he
0: has some paranoid schizophrenic. Yeah. That definitely element. should be part
1: of the, of the case. Like you shouldn't leave, like leave that out.
0: It was definitely part of the equation, but I think, and this is, like I said, this is just my opinion here after looking at the way they handled this. They did not want any way for this guy to get off. And I think if they explored the fact that he was probably a paranoid schizophrenic, that left the potential for him to get off via the insanity plate. Which, side note, his lawyer still tried of course his lawyer real like oh goodness there's some some quotables in here from the lawyer but i'll get there eventually we're not there yet um but that bit from the kiev interior minister that's the only reference i was able to find about his mental state in any newspaper articles it was very much downplayed that he spent time in mental hospitals multiple times over his earlier life Hmm. um Court psychiatrists did evaluate him, and they declared him fit to stand trial almost immediately after he was arrested. But it didn't get a court date until November of 1998, almost two and a half years later. Well, this is an amazing detail. Because in the Ukraine, the trial cannot begin unless the defendant has read and is aware of all of the charges against him and has seen all of the evidence that will be used against him and anatoly took his sweet time
1: of course he did
0: but there were also 99 volumes of photos and items they they had to photograph everything he took from the victims the houses the pictures of the bodies mm. all of that had to be put in this these the police reports and all of that i mean that's a a, a box per every family look you know
1: i I had to i'd have to like read a box a year at least
0: that's what i'm gonna say it took him two and a half years to go through all that information
1: it took me 40 years (laughs) like a box a year buddy
0: another reason it got delayed was money so not unlike our system well so our system is it goes to court and whoever loses pays Mm -hmm. so if um like a good example would be um Gosh, what was that guy in Florida who killed um, the teenager who was walking through the yards?
1: Oh, Zimmerman?
0: Zimmerman, yes. So when Zimmerman won that trial, the cost of that court case fell to the people of Florida. (sighs) In Ukraine, they want the money up front, especially if it's going to be a long trial.
1: What so so he had he would have to pay?
0: Well, either he would have to pay it or the state would. And Anatoly was broke. That's why he had started
1: murdering people to begin with. (laughs) Tell him to solve that shit he has.
0: (laughs) Um technically he didn't have that stuff anymore because those were ill gotten gains. Um the state didn't want to fund a trial that was gonna be really long. Mm -hmm. So the head judge actually had to go on TV and make a public plea to get it funded but on november 23rd 1988 a ukrainian court rules that 39-year-old anatoly onaprienka ha- is mentally competent and will be held responsible for his crimes trial date set february 12th 1989 interestingly enough um as this trial is going on anatoly is being held in an iron cage very similar to the same kind of cage that uh chicatello was held in in russia well oh. um this allowed the public to spit on him and scream at him whenever they walked, like they took him out of the courtroom or brought him back in. Awesome. In fact, from the story of the trial, the public were enraged. They would yell things like, let's tear him apart, or he deserves a slow and agonizing death. These are things that were listed in the papers. Mm-hmm. The police were actually worried that someone might shoot him during the trial. So they searched all purses and lunch bags and they had metal detectors before people were allowed into the courtroom.
1: Just no, just give me some tomatoes and you know some rain tomatoes on you <laughs> get to go.
0: Um, on the flip side, there were people who were just mad and were like, Rrr. um, some of the people watching were worried that he would get a light sentence because that maximum prison sentence was 15 years. In the Ukraine.
1: So they're either going to say is it death or...
0: Well, yeah. So they're worried that, like, he's only going to get 15 years Mm -hmm. for killing 50 people. Now, during the trial, Anatoly didn't have a lot to say. When he was asked if he wanted to make a statement in defense of himself, he declined. Um, When they informed him of his legal rights, he said, these are your laws. When they asked his nationality, he told them none. And the judge was like, that's impossible. And he (laughs) rolled his eyes and said... According to law enforcement, I guess I'm Ukrainian. That was the attitude that he started out this, this trial nice with. Nice and
1: sassy. I fucking yep. love it.
0: He told the courts he felt like a robot who was driven for years by a dark force and that they shouldn't have him in court until the source could be determined. At one point during the trial, he yelled at the judge, you're not able to take me as I am. You not see all the good I am going to do. You'll never understand me. Very angsty.
1: Ah, very, very mentally. (laughs) Uh, Anyway.
0: Well, his defense attorney tried his best, pointed to his childhood and the orphanage as a reason for his behavior, but, like, nobody was having that answer. Mm -hmm. The prosecutor, after that, the prosecutor painstakingly took the court through Anatoly's confession and the hundred volumes of evidence of all of the murders. Um, then it was time for, uh, final, final statements. The prosecution pushed for the death penalty and the death and the defense attorney really tried it. It's the most ridiculous statement. So I'm going to read it to you. My defendant was from the age of four, deprived of motherly love and the absence of care, which is necessary for the formation of a real man. I appeal to the court, soften the punishment. (laughs) <laughs> it's he's so stupid but he tried he, he said you got your pay you got your paycheck for the day buddy
1: but he's not a real man you can't kill him until he's an actual man
0: uh listen after about three hours uh the judge dimitro lepisky stated that in line with ukraine's criminal code on is sentenced to the death penalty by shooting anatoly like the crazy man he was yelled i've robbed and killed but i'm not a robot i don't feel anything i've been close to death so many times that it's interesting for me now to venture into the afterworld to see what is there after this death as he's being carted out of the freaking courtroom
1: i wonder what he found there
0: my favorite quote from this entire trial came from uh, a secretary who had come to see the trial, and she was leaving the courtroom after it was all over. And she literally, as she's walking out, is like, thank goodness that's over. (laughs) Which was kind of the prevailing thought of all of the citizens.
1: Right. They're like, oh, my God, finally.
0: Um, However, it wasn't over for the government. See, as a member of the Council of Europe, Ukraine was actually supposed to be trying to abolish capital punishment. But the public were like, yeah, but this is an exception, right? <laughs>
1: hey, this could be the last one. This could be the last
0: one, right? This is the last one. So I'll give you an update on, on where this all went. Um, Serhii Rogozin got 13 years in prison for the 1989 murders. Um, Anatoly's death sentence was actually put on hold because they were they believed he was responsible for a string of murders between 1989 and 1995. And so they wanted to also um, hmm. convict him of those as well.
1: Okay. I mean, that kind of lines up with what well, you said he started in 19.
0: Right. Why well, So there was that like six year gap. Yeah. Um, shortly after his conviction, he did an interview with the London Times. I will read you an excerpt. I started preparing for prison life a long time ago. I fasted, did yoga. I'm not afraid of death. Death for me is nothing naturally i would prefer the death penalty i have absolutely no interest in relations with people i have betrayed them if i am ever let out i will start killing again but this time it will be worse 10 times worse the urge is there seize this chance because i am being groomed to serve satan after what i have learned out there i have no competitors in my field if i am not killed i will escape from this jail and the first thing i'll do is find kuchma that was the Ukrainian president at the time. Mm. And hang him from a tree by his testicles. Oh my God. That's what he did with his final like statement to the, the public. Nice. Nice
1: um, nice nice last words.
0: Anatolio Prienka died August twenty seventh, two thousand thirteen, at the age of fifty four. Not by a firing squad, but by a heart attack, still awaiting the death penalty.
1: Man, come on. Yeah i hate these stories i don't like that they're stupid why do you wait so long
0: <sighs> they were still trying to link him to all the other crimes
1: man look no it's just no it just i know you're trying to close the case but come on
0: that's what it was they were trying to close the other cases they had a bunch of unsolved murders that seemed similar <sighs> and they wanted to try and pin those on on a Prienko.
1: i mean i get it but i i don't get it like I'm
0: like, does it matter? It's kind of like with Ramirez. They were like, listen, we know that he murdered like 13 people. And yes, we are aware that he did rape 12 children. Mm-hmm. But do we really need to have a trial for both of those things? We just could have the murder trial because he's going to get the death penalty no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter. But I guess in this um, situation, they at least knew that he did the other thing. Yeah. But the, Here, uh, these families or these people didn't know exactly, who killed their families. Exactly. So they were trying. To Here. to find an answer,
1: I guess. Oh my goodness!
0: Yeah. Sorry to leave you hanging, but no, no happy ending there.
1: Well, damn, he just died.
0: Dead of a heart attack. Only fifty four, though, pretty young. Hmm. I can't imagine. I mean, I hear European prisons aren't that. I mean, I hear our prisons are pretty bad. Like they're like the worst in the world, but I think they're the worst in the world because of the violence and the fact that a lot of people in our prison are mentally ill other prisons in other countries are bad because like they make you do like hard labor every day that's your punishment
1: you get to work out who cares it's like a job but you don't get paid
0: yeah that's and like sl- kind of slavery
1: yeah but you're in prison i mean oh wait never mind <laughs> you're in prison where you're sleeping
0: yeah unfortunately a lot of places treat prison like slavery
1: i mean mm, i don't know what to say about that
0: Guess it's your turn. What do you have for me tonight?
1: Uh, okay. All right. Let me tell you. I've been feeling complacent with these um these past stories I've been telling. Mm-hmm. Like with the fucking war ends. and I forget who I did before that, or what I did before. Before
0: that. you did the, I don't know. I just remember like my my favorite so far were the Dark eyed Children. That and was like was episode one. Japanese two or lady. Or three. Who was super creepy. Okay,
1: Hachishaku-sama.
0: I can't say that.
1: Okay. Anyway.
0: I have to practice before every episode to say things right.
1: I just, like, I feel like I'm boring myself, to be honest with you. I feel you. Like, with these, like, because because the last like, couple stories I've been doing, they've all been like ghost stories or paranormal stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, well,
0: that's why I said to you, I was like, you know, do cryptids. Yeah, yeah, if that's your jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And I just like it, just like it hurt me. And I was just like, oh God, <laughs> another ghost story. Uh, but yeah, ghosts. I mean, to be honest with you, ghosts kind of bore me anyway. Um, what if I hear about them like too much? like I can't watch like ghost stories, like or ghost adventures or shit like that. I like that stuff. Like, so much. like too much. Like if I know the episode, I movies, like
0: it a lot. But it, it also kind of comforts me to sleep.
1: If it's scary, then I'll watch it. But if it's like just information about something, I I I won't care too much about it. So um, I shall tell you a tale. All right. That I have loved since I was a child.
0: Okay. Is it a ghost story?
1: Mm-hmm. No, I just. You just just said went. you
0: hated ghost stories. I just okay, make sure.
1: I don't hate ghost stories. They just bore me if I hear about them too much. Um but no this is um the tale of the Jersey Devil.
0: Oh. This is your favorite. Yeah. You said so on TikTok.
1: This is my favorite. Crypt uh, crypted. Um
0: I know very little about it so please inform me.
1: Okay. Well this dashing gentleman originated from the state of New Jersey. Yes, this lovely beast has been featured in The X-Files. Everything. It- He's a star of his very own video game. There is a
0: there Is a video game about the Jersey Devil?
1: Yeah, PlayStation. Um it's called Jersey Devil. He's a cartoon styled Jersey Devil. Um but yeah. Um Not only was there one, but there are two hockey teams named after this creature.
0: You're right. How did I never make that connection?
1: What, are you talking about the the PlayStation game?
0: No, it's the hockey team.
1: The, uh, the Jersey Devils?
0: Yes, but, like, for some reason, I just thought that was like, oh, we're from Jersey, and we're crazy. I didn't think it was directly related to the Krypton. <laughs> Listen, I That's lived, like, 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 across the river from Jersey for, like, 10 years. Like, people from Jersey are buck wild.
1: I'll, I'll get into that later, why they... Okay, so there was a different name for the team before, but they changed it. Um, anyway, I'm here. Um, great. And he's also the unofficial mascot of the state. I swear, every time I go to, like, I hear about New Jersey, I, like, the first thing that pops in my head oh, Jersey Devil. I don't think of, like, Jersey Shore or, like, freaking uh, music, amusement parts and, like, beaches and stuff because beaches but um no, no the beaches are okay but i like on my tier list of things when i think about a place i think about what's spooky <laughs> first i then... think
0: about concerts that's what i think about north jersey and concerts mm. i don't think about the jersey devil i
1: think this uh this tale... and also
0: the fact that the state like the way they define it and talk about it is very confusing mm-hmm. everything is south jersey until you're in north jersey
1: yeah, everything is South Jersey because you're in Philadelphia. <laughs> you're in-
0: New Jersey is just East Philadelphia is all I got to say.
1: Oh, goodness. Because, yeah, like, like I have not. I don't think I've ever been out of South Jersey.
0: <laughs> I, well, I've been all over Jersey. Like I, one of my friends used to live in Point Pleasant. Like also, it takes forever to get around the state. But they do have a very efficient highway system. Uh, they All really of the do. 18 wheelers are on one side and then the cars get to be on the other, which is lovely because I hate 18 wheelers.
1: You know, It's funny that you say like it's it's we say it was confusing to get through the, the state well, just like only
0: that. because, like, okay, you're like, oh, I'm gonna go to Point Pleasant. That's like two hours that way. I'm gonna go to Jersey Shore. That's like two hours that way. Like, why is everything so far away? How? It's a small state. It is a small state. <laughs> I don't know why it feels so, like, weird and spread out.
1: It's just another part of Pennsylvania. Whatever.
0: I went to the, uh, the, like, the nude beach. Nobody was, like, nude when I was there, but Ooh. they have one. Oh,
1: cool. That's awesome.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> things i know about new jersey listen i knew way more about philly i'm more. I'm a philly kid
1: <laughs> i'd be too self-conscious to be at a nude beach i'm hair. i got a hairy chest so <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have no reason to be self-conscious but it's okay that you are
1: okay so let me tell you i'm going to tell you this, this story about the jersey devil um so this is I guess you would call it the myth of the Jersey Devil. Mm-hmm. Um and there's also like uh, there's another story I will get into after this one. Um so let's get to it. So our story begins as far back as 1735. A woman who like s- several sources I like read this on they could only come up with the name um Mother Leeds. But,
0: um, was she a nun?
1: No. Um, but as I was also scouring like Wikipedia, I also found another name that, uh, she was, I guess, known. Like, there was actually like an actual name for her and, um, possibly an actual name for her. And it was Deborah Leeds. Okay. Um, so the name Mother Leeds makes sense since she has fucking 12 children.
0: Okay. So
1: she's a mom. <laughs> she's only she's only known as a mother.
0: Got you, got you. Which is in itself not the best. Yeah, okay. I was about
1: to say we're not going to we're not even touch that right now. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> How old is this story?
1: It goes back to 1735. Wow. So I mean. I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's been Okay.
0: This is like older than many of the other cryptid stories.
1: uh, uh, Like it be like the story begins in seventeen thirty four. I'm not sure if that's how far back it goes, but it may like go back either further. Like
0: when we talked about the Mothman, that's like fifty years old.
1: Yeah, so true. This is like This is this is very old.
0: I'm like, this is like slavery was still around and the Jersey Devil was here. Also how horrible. how horrible. I just thought about that. You are a slave and there's also cryptids. <laughs> just life is shitting on you.
1: Um but yeah, she has 12 children. Um and soon she finds out that she's going to have another child. Oh, a 13th child. That's unlucky to people i guess this is it's a it's that's a lucky number sometimes
0: in my apartment building we don't call it they don't call 13th floor. yeah i know it put a p for penthouse no one wants to live on the 13th floor 13 is just a bad number in the states
1: You mean a 13th floor 13 ghosts oh my god every time i think of 13 13 ghosts
0: 1408
1: <sighs> <laughs> so so yeah she's expecting a 13 child um I guess the, the pull-out method wasn't invented yet. so
0: I think that was probably the only method. Yeah. And just, you know, somebody's pull-out game wasn't all that strong.
1: I'm pretty sure it wasn't even a method. They just did it. And they just didn't I mean, even think about I, that.
0: I think, like, I mean, the church has been promoting, like, the, you know, that method as the means of acceptable.
1: 1735. I'm pretty sure they didn't said, even.
0: Just pull-out game week. That's all we got to say. Okay. Maybe <laughs> Mother Leeds just had that WAP.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) God. So, she curses herself slash the unborn child uh, by saying, I am tired of children. Let it be a devil. I
0: mean, I understand.
1: And, like, if all it took was her saying that I have a couple of devils myself.
0: Well, so here's my thought process, right? Like, you know, right now, post COVID, my classroom size is twelve kids. I cannot imagine that though like that like grouping mm. twelve being in my home. You would have zero time for yourself ever. Yeah. You just have to walk out into the woods and hope one of them doesn't follow you
1: <laughs> to get
0: some alone time. How'd they have time to make a thirteenth child? I have no fucking idea. Little kids never sleep.
1: They don't. Um, but yeah, like even with like my two like They be all up in your girl. They are.
0: All the time.
1: Cass is always in my shit.
0: Listen, the funniest story you ever told me was one time you like had taken a shower, you're getting ready, you had locked your door, and they were like standing outside of your bedroom door like banging on it, and you were like, I'm getting dressed, and they were like, we don't care, we want to see you. You're like, I'm <laughs> naked, leave me alone. Yeah.
1: This is every time I take a shower. It's not just that one time, it's every time I take a shower.
0: Oh, that's your everyday situation. <laughs> yeah, it
1: really is, because I go in the shower, lock the door. It's either Cass or Jaden. As soon as I lock the door and I start to shower and they start knocking on the door, I'm like, What do you want? And they're like, I need to pee. And I'm like, there are two other bathrooms in this house. They don't want to walk downstairs. They don't want to walk down the
0: hall. <laughs> they want to use your bathroom in your room. Yeah, because I'm already because it. it's the nicest one. You probably it's keep not. it mad clean.
1: No, I don't. I share it with them. So <laughs> <laughs> that, But
0: either way, so she cursed she cursed her womb.
1: Yes, um,
0: I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think your ex ever cursed her womb, though. That's why there's no demon babies in your house.
1: No, but I probably cursed them.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't count because you didn't after curse, curse it because she didn't curse them.
1: It is true, 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 true. Anyway, so when a child's born, mm-hmm. um, so there are two different stories for this. So it was either it was born already deformed. Or, the child was born naturally, but then it started getting a bit more devilish. Hmm. Um, Yeah.
0: Do we think this is one of those stories of, like, you know, in some cultures, if the baby's born with, like, a physical deformity, they take it out in the woods and let it die?
1: Oh, what's that called? It's a Greek thing. It's, it's, um...
0: I forget what it's called exactly, but is it kind of like that? Like, the baby was born... Just having a deformity no, and they didn't like it.
1: No, no. God, Now it's going to make me mad because it's on the tip of my tongue and I can't under, I can't remember what it's called. But um, anyway,
0: it'll pop up when you're like driving home. Yeah,
1: no, because I've heard it so many times. <laughs> um, so the mother locks it locks him up for years. Uh, locks it up for years. Oh, and but like it's either. She locks it up in, uh, in in the attic or in a cellar. It doesn't matter. story changes. Like, there's so many different versions of this, or, like, origin story. Uh, there are different origin stories of Jersey Devil, let me tell you. Um, but um, on one stormy day, it breaks out because, you know, fuck being locked up, right? Um, it said that either the devil ate some sleeping children on its way out, or he ate his own family. So that would be like a nice 13 course meal.
0: Family annihilator.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Um, now I've, I found that like there was no like real mention of the father, but then I looked again and <laughs> there, yeah, there's somebody around. in the, yeah, I, I had to look around. Um, there's some name I guess, uh, Jafet Leeds. Okay. Um, Sounds
0: like an old-timey name. That's what yeah, sure.
1: From the 1700s. Or, yeah. Or 1600s. Whatever. 16th century. 16th, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know centuries. Um, but it said that there was like a horned figure that would secretly meet with mother Leeds late at night. So maybe there was a horned demon Oh, a demon daddy that
0: impregnated
1: is that an her. Incubus, yes. The you know, sexual—that's a sexual demon, yes. Incubus. Well, I mean, if they
0: got busy, then, yeah, this is an incubus. <laughs> also, I love that phrase that has got busy. Incubus is technically like rape people it's in a, their
1: sleep. It's an incubus or a succubus. Um, succubus for a female, and an incubus for you know male demon. Uh, anyway, um, so it's even said that. Okay, so this is a storyline where he was born normally. So, he came out as a normal baby, but then his body started to change like as soon as his mom starts to hold him. Mm-hmm. Um so his body, his body starts to grow. His like his his spine starts to like, you know, just stretch out. Um his his legs, I mean his feet, they start like turning into hoo- hooves his face starts to like elongate like a horse's. Um he yeah, there are like bat wings that sprout of its back. It's just and then like it, it and he grows a, a tail, of course. Um like a true devil. Um but then it begins like to grow and like like bigger than like a man.
0: Oh. That's a big problem.
1: Yeah. Like the baby just is it was a baby, now it's a Big ass man baby. Um, then in this story, it beats everybody up and then it flies out. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: so they're different endings, then?
1: Yeah, there are different uh variations to the story, they're different variations.
0: Well, that's how legend is, so it's not that crazy.
1: A lot of um, psh. um. So he be, he began, the, the beast begins to terrorize the area for, like, the next few years. Until, As he should. Yeah. Until the 1740s, a clergyman exorcised the Jersey Devil for 100 years. Apparently, oh, I guess.
0: That's how exorcisms worked, didn't know.
1: I guess this was a type of that would just banish it from the area or to, like, somewhere. Mm, um,
0: interesting.
1: Yeah. And I guess this guy is, like, the Jersey Devil is, like, basically, like, immortal or something. So, he it doesn't die. Whatever. Um,
0: well, if it's an actual devil. Yeah. Banishing it doesn't. Remove I mean, you could, it from...
1: From existence. Existence. It just yeah. kind of
0: removes it from the plane that it's on.
1: Yeah. For 100 years. And after okay. 100 years, of course, it comes back. But, um, apparently... And it's like,
0: 1855... Yeah. 18, we ready.
1: 1840s. Oh. Uh, so, Sorry, I'm such a dork. It's fine. So there are, like, like I said, there are, like, two or, two or three other origins uh, for Jersey Devil. Um, one was involving a Leeds Point girl, um, and she fell in love with a British soldier. And for a treasonous act, she was cursed to give birth to the Leeds Devil.
0: I mean, that's just important, because... Oh. We had beef with England at the time.
1: Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, Jersey Devil was called the Leeds Devil before Jersey Devil because Um, of the area. Because of the area, or because of the family name, Mother Leeds. Yes. Um, they changed the name to the Jersey Devil in the 19th century. Um, yeah. Um, another origin is that the Leeds family were cursed for mistreating a a clergyman, so they were.
0: For doing what to a clergyman? They
1: they mistreating him, they mistreated him.
0: What does that mean?
1: All I oh got was they mistreated him. I'm not sure what the heck they did to that him. Could mean anything. I know. Uh, so I sort of mentioned before that the Jersey Devil, what what it looked like, right? Um, so let me give you like a more like detailed description of it. Um, so it has like a kangaroo type body. Okay. Um, you know, short arms and big hind legs, sort of. Kangaroos—they don't have.
0: Kangaroo got big arms. Okay, so, that's not
1: that. We are talking about full kangaroo. Full <laughs> kangaroo don't exist. Oh, <laughs> that's another cryptic.
0: They definitely exist. I
1: know they exist.
0: Okay, so so his but...
1: kangaroo type body, his uh feet, okay, uh bat like wings on mm-hmm. his back, of course, um. It's small clawed arms, um, and I guess a horned goat head as well. Okay. So, so think of like a smaller kangaroo type dragon, or a like goat face. Yeah, or a, a dragon goat kangaroo monster.
0: Now I gotta look it up. What's this look like? Yeah. I saw the picture you posted on uh, TikTok when I we talked about it being your favorite.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, and of course, it has like a skinny forked tail. I always forget that. I don't know why. Um,
0: this is such a weird picture.
1: Yeah, that's what it looks like. That's what they um, look like.
0: I just, you're right. It does have T Rex arms.
1: Yeah. So there is another story. This one actually might be like the actual, um, true story, um, of how the origin started.
0: Okay, but what does it
1: do? The Jersey Devil
0: does it eat like I heard, yeah, it, it eats people it ate the family it basically maybe in the just, one story
1: it just wreaks havoc and it attacks people and attacks things and it's just okay it just does devilish things it's just chaos and crime. yes okay there you go. um so yeah this one is this story may be the truth. I found this one off Wikipedia because everywhere everywhere else I looked, they had different stories and was like, okay, well, let me just find something that seems like it's true. Mm-hmm. And and I'll say, I know it. there's a lot of legends, so let me just read this one. So Daniel Leeds um, was a almanac publisher, and his family were as like, they were kind of uh, like i guess monster sized um they, they were like dehuman whatever you want they, they were thought of as monsters oh it's
0: just some big out big old people big big
1: no they're just all of as monster people i'll tell you why okay. um like people literally made him out to be devils um so i guess daniel was a rival of benjamin franklin
0: Oh, that sounds awesome uh, um ben franklin was bonkers wild
1: yeah so i guess ben franklin also had like a, an almanac company he's a publisher for almanacs yeah. which makes sense um and he was just rival with this daniel Leeds, which i mean like i mean
0: here's the thing like so ben franklin as we know him now was not big famous yeah. You no. know what I mean? Especially not in the beginning. So like we think like Ben Franklin had beef with some random no name guy. Like, well yeah, actually, he was also kind of a random no name guy at the time. This is true. <laughs> it wasn't till later.
1: Yeah. Um So yeah, they had a almanac rivalry. Almanac off. Yeah, basically. Um so Daniel would use in his almanac, I guess. It wasn't heard of to use astrological content, okay, in his almanac, which he did because he was into like that kind of stuff. Um, he was interested in it. Um, so why bring it up? Well, he was a Quaker, and
0: oh, that's not good.
1: No, it's not. Um, and they ain't about that spiritual life, so Uh -uh. he was ostracized. They
0: only about. God, did you get this message from God? Yeah,
1: basically. Because if
0: you didn't get this message from God, we got a problem.
1: Yep. This is probably around which time anyway. Ugh. Um, <laughs>
0: oh, you're right. 1400s were witchy times. Was it 14?
1: It was yeah. 17. 700s. Um, so yeah, he was ostracized from his congregation. Um, they even said that the astrological part that he you know, was too pagan. So... They were like, mm. "No, we ain't doing with this." Um, mm. So they censored and slash or oh. destroyed um, his almanacs. Oh no! So either was censored or were destroyed.
0: We can't. So they can't <clears throat> find them now, huh?
1: No. So um, well, probably, probably can. So what does Dango do? He goes even harder. He. <laughs> I like it. He's like, he was like, um, "Fuck y'all." I'm like, I'm going to make this how I want. If you don't like it, I'm just going to do even more. So, he he makes his almanacs now with more astrological writings and a lot of um Christian writing as well. So, like, the cult, magic, demons, angels, stuff like that. You know, and... He gave, like, he, he gave no fucks. And later on down the line, um, Daniel's son, Titan, takes over, and, like, he still uses the astrological stuff, um, as his father did, like, to keep on, you know, the lineage for the Almanacs. Now, this is where Ben Franklin comes in. So, I guess he didn't have a beef with Daniel. He had a beef with Daniel's son. Um. So he can comp- like Titan competes with against Ben Franklin's almanac. And I guess Ben Franklin, he, he sarcastically uses astrological stuff to, um, predict Titan's death, <laughs> which of course turned out to be wrong. Thank goodness. Um, yeah. So, but, but even after the date has passed where he thought Titan was going to die, um, he refers to Titan as a ghost because his death date already passed. That's so, funny. So he like it like he refers to this man as a ghost. So, yeah.
0: <clears throat> I just it just popped up but I was, I was looking look up the, the so Pen Franklin insisted Leeds died and was being impersonated by a far inferior publisher. Oh my god. That's so rude.
1: Like they, they had beef. They were
0: Yeah, that's this was long standing. Yeah. Yowza. Yeah. I was just looking to see if there were any still in <laughs> museums or anything that I could see. Cause that's very different for an almanac to have that kind of information
1: in it. Mm-hmm. So Titan starts to use um the family crest for the almanacs. Mm-hmm. And can you guess what the family crest kind of looked like? No,
0: it looks like the Jersey Devil. It looks
1: like Jersey Devil. This hmm. is before the like paintings of the Jersey Devil came out. Like that one, that picture you saw, it's from 1909. Um, so with Daniel being oh, I found one. Oh my goodness, a
0: copy of Titan Leeds American Almanac from 1738, the year of the author's death. Oh, my God. I just wanted to see if I could go see it at a museum or something. (laughs) This person's selling it. Oh, my God. We good? I just wanted to look.
1: So, with Daniel being into the occult, um, Titan being labeled as a ghost. Oh, Lord. By Benjamin Franklin. And... The family crest looking like a devilish kind of thing. Yeah, this um, seems like
0: a little bit of political
1: skullduggery is the reason yeah. why the story exists.
0: That's actually more interesting than it being a real thing. I know,
1: right? So these things added together made up the they made people I guess think that they were devils, which meant which led to the Leeds Devils. The Leeds Devil. Jersey Devil. There you go. Um so Huh. Um so there were there were many sightings of this creature. Oh. But let me tell you. Um 1909 was like this this part, this like whatever the Jersey Devil was like pop off time. Like in this like you you could see it anywhere before this time, but at this time is when it really was like active um
0: okay
1: so like they were like they're okay let me, let me read this one <laughs> I'm sorry so i guess during the week of january 16th through the 23rd um the newspaper published like hundreds of articles about the jersey devil um somebody there were alleged encounters of it, like attacking a trolley. Oh, and like there, there were police in Camden, and Bristol, PA. I know
0: all of these cities.
1: And they, I guess they, they fired like bullets at it, and it did not. So nothing it to crossed,
0: it. it crossed the river <clears throat> to 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 mess with Pennsylvanians. <clears throat> It's right there, Bristol. I f- but you gotta cross a river. He can
1: fly, though.
0: Oh, true, true, true. I forgot about that. Yeah. Forgot he had wings. I was like, you walk, you walking the bridge, bruh?
1: Like, no, you're not walking the bridge.
0: <laughs> he just flew across. Okay, you're right. Especially with Bristol. <laughs> that's a really small bridge.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, people in Bristol, people in Philly have claimed to see it. E- like, claims even go as far as... I think it said Maryland. So we going two hours south? Yeah. I don't know what that fly time is, but yeah. True, true,
0: true. He could be flying (laughs) way faster than 50 miles per hour. He might get there in an hour if he's going top speed.
1: Yes. But...
0: But here's my thought process. Is he flying above the clouds? Because I feel like people would notice a winged horse kangaroo face
1: <laughs> with
0: T-Rex arms. It
1: might be flying. He might just be active at night, though. You think I, about it. I still <clears> feel <throat>
0: like, listen, if I saw that fly past the window, mm. you best believe I'd be like, I'd send you a message.
1: Of course, I'd be getting.
0: Send you a message in the middle of the night. I'm pretty sure I just saw a cryptid outside.
1: <laughs> it might be, uh, God. Uh, what's the word? What's the, not a pterodactyl with the other things
0: are there cryptids in pennsylvania
1: i mean we're close enough to like west virginia and
0: west virginia is like a six hour drive we could.
1: west virginia is not a six hour drive
0: well regular virginia is like six hours like virginia beach is like six hours
1: west virginia is like right below us they're like right next to maryland
0: if it's not that far then we need to go take a picture next to the mothman button
1: oh yeah we can do that we be vaccinated. Let's go. I'm pretty sure it's like at least, like at the most, like three hours, two and a half hours, maybe, uh, a drive. A second. I swear, like I've driven to West Virginia. Yes, I've driven to Where's West Where's the?
0: It was, what is, is? it Point Pleasant, West Virginia?
1: Yeah, we're Point Place. I forget. I forgot. Uh, I forget
0: directions.
1: Um. But yeah, those those were some like the major encounters. No, or...
0: it's saying from here to there, it's six hours and eighteen it, minutes. It is.
1: I swear, it is not that long to get to West Virginia. Maybe it's because I was speeding. I don't know. I
0: Probably forget. you like to do that.
1: I don't know what you are talking about. You never saw me it in my life. Um... <laughs> oh, but like three hundred
0: and seventy five <laughs> miles to the Mothman statue,
1: West Virginia
0: to just west virginia maybe not but specifically to that point place okay is six hours really according to google two days if you bike ride
1: and you're putting in in the car drive right yeah yeah Uh, what the hell i swear it's not that far
0: let me see let's click your location it's like right there it's right there oh where we're going it's all the way on the other side of West Virginia.
1: Oh, that's why. That's why, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're right.
0: If we just want to go like down and like dip our toe in West Virginia, you're yeah. right, maybe two hours. But you have to cross pretty much the entire state to get over to Oof. where you're closer to Columbus, Ohio.
1: Oh, that, yeah, okay. that's that is a ride. That is a drive. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> you're right. I was just like West Virginia is like right below us.
0: Yeah, we, you're, you're. It is, but yeah, I'm used to. And then I'm looking at where I used to visit my aunt when she lived down there. Mm-hmm. Virginia Beach is also all the way through Virginia at the freaking bottom. Yeah. Oh
1: my god, I hate that's driving through Virginia. That's worth like, that's just the longest. Like, okay, we're going to tangent now, but we're we're, we're right here. <laughs> Let me tell you, when we used to drive down to Florida, right for Ooh, our family why vacation, why did you do that? Because our, we had a family vacation. Didn't, they didn't want to fly. Oh, save money. I guess sounds I, horrible anyway 18 19 hours um, but going through Virginia it was I swear that's the longest part that was the longest part I was getting through Virginia uh, South Carolina North Car- North Carolina South Carolina and Georgia there was those like those are like the longest parts of that trip and yeah I think I got down like I drove down there one year by myself for reasons we're not talking about right now um before my family got down there. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It took me like about seventeen, eighteen hours to get down there. I was speeding the whole time. I didn't care. I, mean, I like, think I stopped once.
0: Fine. it's just.
1: I stopped once to sleep, and I think I stopped once to get gas, and then I was just on the road again. I was driving my freaking Buick, my nineteen eighty eight Buick. Dang. Down that thing was chugging along. Like, that was a great car. I love that car. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> back to the Jersey Devil, so that's really all the sightings I have for, um, but the Jersey Devil, it appears, like, like I said earlier in this story, that he, like, it appears in every, every form of media you could think of, um, oh, like I said earlier, so the, the one, um, Not the Eastern Hockey League, but the you know the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, Jer- the 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 New Jersey Devils. They had a name. I forget what it started with. It started with a C. Um, I forget what it is what it was. But um, they had a poll to change the name. Oh, and their poll had the Jersey Devils. So the New Jersey Devil. So of course that's an like, easy choice. That's like,
0: just a cool weird thing.
1: Absolutely. Um, actually it was my like my favorite hockey team actually yeah I, I that's like one of my favorite hockey teams in order uh, to have a favorite course.
0: hockey team, you have to like hockey, and I don't I like watch any sports I like
1: hockey um hockey football's okay, i guess sometimes, <laughs> but yeah, like like you said you it appeared in freaking x files like like it said it was like the, the third episode of x files
0: I'm sure that our, our New Jersey fans are very proud of that.
1: I I would be. Hell yeah, we the X Files. They probably have like a freaking moss. I, I, I there's forget so much. Honestly, I know. If only Pennsylvania had like a. <laughs> I know we have like. There's a lot of creepy stuff in Pennsylvania.
0: We have ghost stuff, demon stuff.
1: Yeah. Amityville. Yeah, definitely. But
0: it's. Which Amityville?
1: Isn't it Pennsylvania?
0: Mm-mm. New
1: York. Really? Mm-hmm. Scratch that. I got to mark that out of here. <laughs> no one needs to know how stupid I am. <laughs> yeah. There's Amityville in Pennsylvania, though. Um, I, be-
0: I think you're actually right, but it's not the one that no. the Warren's helped out. No. Because um, they stayed closer to where they lived.
1: Oh, you not know what? down here to us, Pennsylvania. There, there, there are kind of, like, I guess you could say cryptid type creatures in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's something called like a not deer, not a deer. Uh-huh. It's um it's a a creature that you can find coming out of the forest that looks like a deer but it's not a deer. Aww. Um yeah. So like a lot of people like yeah, google it. There no, are I pictures. Need to know what a not a deer is. There are pictures of it and sometimes people say it looks like it's like a bloody thing, like a bloody deer like creature.
0: Wow. Immediately, it pops up, not dear stories from Appalachia on Reddit. So apparently, that's where it's from. Appalachia. Listen, it's the Appalachian Mountains, and I don't care.
1: Believe me, people from Appalachia will correct you. It's Appalachia.
0: Oh, I think I've seen a picture, like an actual mm-hmm. photo that I wasn't sure if it was a Photoshop or not of a deer on its like hind legs like walking, yeah. just like this drawing. I didn't know that that's what that was.
1: It's so not a deer, not a deer, not deer, whatever. All, everybody who listens to this and like is from Pennsylvania, they know we're from Appalachia.
0: Oh, this is beautiful. Area. It's horrible, but it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a,
1: it's a thing. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm
0: deer with toothy faces.
1: But that is what I have for the Jersey Devil this week.
0: Well, still an exciting story.
1: Yeah, I just want to do something I like talking about. And cryptids are <laughs> something I like talking about.
0: That's what I said. Go listen, yes, in on what you like.
1: I know and I did it. There so you go. Here you Got it. Next week, I'll talk about something else that I like.
0: I don't, well, actually, I do know what I'm going to talk about next week for anyone who's still listening. I'm going to talk <laughs> about one of the youngest serial killers in existence.
1: I'm, well, oh, the guy Not
0: from... like, oh, it's one of the earliest and youngest. Oh, so okay. we're going back a couple hundred years.
1: Oh, nice. I'm. I was going to say, like, normally I talk about everything I like anyway, so mm-hmm. it's not like it's a big deal. Like, I talk about ghosts because I like ghosts. I talk about cryptids because I like cryptids and um, aliens because I like aliens and other creepy things. But yeah, um,
0: I guess all we have left to say is just good night. Uh uh-uh. uh. What
1: you got to end the show right? Thank you for listening, and if you'd like to see any more of us, you can go find Brittany on TikTok at (sighs) Cop Podcast.
0: Though technically, I am taking about a week off.
1: Are you? Yes. I didn't know that.
0: Uh, I made that decision while you were driving here, because I need a break from content creation. No. Because I've been posting roughly two to five TikTok videos for about the last hundred days nonstop. Oh yeah, you're right. I need a little break cease. Um, oh so, that won't stop the podcast though. Podcast never stops.
1: There you go. But while Brittany is taking her short hiatus, um you can go through her backlog of many, many hundreds it's of nearly videos. Nearly
0: three hundred videos at this point.
1: Three hundred videos of <laughs> serial killer talk. So check it out. Um you can also find me on Twitch. I just streamed this weekend, not for long, but I streamed um
0: still um, playing Omari.
1: And like this I have no idea how long this game is, but it's gonna be a long one.
0: It seems pretty long.
1: Yeah. I still have to find Basil. Um Oh,
0: we still can't find the poor flower child? No. Oh
1: wow, I have to catch up. Yeah. Um You can also email us at call at gmail.com. Um if you
0: If you've listened this long, please write a review on whatever app you can write a review on there they help go. us out so much
1: apple podcast pandora um google Podcasts, amazon music
0: yep we're on all of them Wh-
1: whatever you listen to this podcast on rate review give us five stars if you like the episode or like the show and if you didn't i don't don't <laughs> <laughs> don't just don't
0: i'm sorry i just had to like stare at you in your awkwardness for a moment like it was a good moment
1: come come at me like personally just don't leave it on the, the, the pot like on the <laughs> on the app
0: <laughs> you're like come to my tiktok and yell at me at creeps with brian
1: yes there you go creeps with brian is a tiktok if you want you to yell at me for or yell about the podcast that's fine i'll make a video about it and it'll be fun We can have a fun back and forth with reading it. But um, thank you, everybody, for listening.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for listening. As always, our core crew of like 200 and I think what, 70 people who listen.
1: Yeah, we appreciate every single one of you.
0: And I don't know. Keep it creepy.
1: There you go. Bye.